Corey Bass was selected in the 20th round of the 2013 Major League Draft by the Philadelphia Phillies out of North Florida University. He began his independent baseball career in 2015 and then this season joined the Windy City Thunderbolts as the starting catcher. And I'm pleased to be joined in the press box right now by Corey Lamar Bass. Welcome. Thanks for being here. All right. Thanks for having me. Corey, you're in your first season with the Thunderbolts, but like I said, it's your second season of independent baseball. So you've kind of had the experience of affiliated ball. You've had some independent experience in the American Association and now in the Frontier League. How's this year treating you so far? Pretty well, pretty well. Um, everybody seems to be on the same page and uh, getting treated really well around the complex um, by our manager, our pitching coach, um, and basically everybody in the town. All right, we're going to go back to the beginning for you as I almost always do in these interviews. I like to get to the heart of guys. You've been playing baseball, obviously, for a long time. You wouldn't have made it as a professional if you hadn't. But if you can go back to the early days of Corey Bass, how did uh, baseball become a part of your life? Uh, I'm pretty sure I was forced to be a baseball player. Uh, my dad played baseball growing up. And basically, and ever since I could hold anything, I had a bat in my hand and a ball in the other and uh, bred me to be a baseball player. I uh, played multiple sports growing up, um, but I really took to baseball, and my dad said I'd be the one dragging him to the field, so kind of just stuck. And is that what ended up happening? Did you grow a love and a passion for the game as you were growing up? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, really, that was the only reason to go to school was um, to get done with the day and go to the field. and. Um, that was basically the only incentive I needed um, growing up. All right, well, I'm going to give my public service announcement to any kids who might be listening. Go to school for other reasons than baseball as well. <laughs> but if you're as good at baseball at Corey, as Corey Bass is, then maybe it'll work out for you. You did end up uh, getting drafted in 2013, and we'll get to that a little bit later. But we'll stick with your youth for right now. You said you played some other sports. What else did you dabble in aside from baseball? Uh, I played some football growing up. Um, Mom put us in swimming. Um, I was actually pretty good at that, but... Um, definitely prefer to be out of the water. Um, let's see, played a little basketball, but obviously a little heighted, height disadvantage. Um, and that's pretty much it. You seem to either be giving your parents a lot of credit or blaming them a lot for forcing <laughs> you to do these things. Your dad made you do baseball, your mom made you do swimming. But uh, <laughs> you, developed, you developed a sense of, of at least liking these sports in the end anyway. Um, when you were growing up, you said you've been doing baseball pretty much for as long as you can remember. Is that something that you think the constant playing baseball while you were younger turned you into a better player? Do you think that the fact that you obviously had a talent for the sport is what grew your love for it a little bit more? Uh, I think that has a lot to do with it. Uh, I was always raised to give everything, give everything I have into, uh, anything I did and uh, wasn't allowed to give up definitely not allowed to quit and uh, once I found a knack in baseball I just I always wanted to be a professional baseball player play in the major leagues and uh, you know same story as, as a lot of kids and I was fortunate enough to grow up with a um, good household and a very supportive household and really uh, pursued my dream that way and once I got to high school that's all I could think about and uh, Obviously, first goal was to get to college, and once I achieved that, and um, look for higher ceilings and so on. You grew up in Orlando, Florida. Were you 
a baseball fan growing up with any particular team? I'm trying to think how old you would have been when the Marlins and Devil Rays first entered the league. I guess the Marlins have probably been around for as long as you can remember, and the Devil Rays came in a few years later. Was there any team specifically that you rooted for growing up? Uh, I was bred to be a Cubs fan, actually. Uh, my grandfather would babysit me, and all I remember is my first baseball game on TV was a Cubs game um, in his living room, and remember him rooting for Man or uh, Aramis and Sammy and and all those guys and I was kind of I had no choice but to be a Cubs fan and um, not that I would choose anything else but a um, little little bit of a Rays fan growing up too but that that's about it it seems like uh, you would ne nobody would ever make the choice of being a Cubs fan <laughs> that's something you have to be forced into but it's serendipity that you ended up in Chicago now that's right that's right so you were a Cubs fan growing up. Uh, I guess you were growing up, and I, I find it funny to think about this because I make a lot of jokes being from Chicago about how bad the Cubs have been throughout the years. But oh, yeah. uh, for somebody growing up in the late 90s, early 2000s, you actually got a chance to see a lot of pretty good Cubs teams. They made the playoffs in 98, 03, and then a few times again later in the decade. So it's actually a pretty good team that you grew up rooting for. Oh, yeah, that 03 team really really broke my heart. And uh, You and me both. <laughs> and... Uh, it, it, it was good, though. Uh, I got to see it every day. Um, get home from, from school, and WGN was on, and that's all I would do was watch that game and uh, just reinforce the, that uh, bitter taste in my mouth when we would lose every game and lose every year. But for whatever reason, I couldn't shake it. University High School in Orlando, is that correct? That's correct. And did you play any sports other than baseball when you were in high school? In high school, I did not. All my best friends played football, which I regret not playing now. I um, was kind of forced into um, the baseball field. It seems like you never have a choice in anything. You're yeah. always being forced. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and then a bunch of my friends also did weightlifting, and the weightlifting coach actually wanted me to um, do that. He wanted me to skip the weightlifting practices, go to the meets, and then go to my baseball practices, and couldn't do that. But uh, um, so strictly baseball in high school. But um, middle school dabbled in a little bit of track and volleyball, but um, always managed baseball. Yeah, you were a renaissance man growing <laughs> up, and then right That's into right. baseball. That's I, I gotta right. back you up a little bit. Is weightlifting a competitive sport? It is. I didn't realize. Well, I've seen it in the Olympics, but yeah. I guess. In my mind, there's just like five people in the world who are really good at it, and nobody else even. And does that's it. about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I didn't. In my high school, we didn't. We didn't have weightlifting competitions. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, are there guys in your high school that you remember who were really good weightlifters? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, majority of them also played football, and that's what they did in their off season. Um, uh, we actually had a pretty good team. A uh, pretty good district of teams for weightlifting. Um, good part of Central Florida for all of that. And uh, so, yeah. They and the weightlifting coach wanted you for the team, but he wanted you just to do the meets and not the practice. Correct. He was my uh, weightlifting coach. We had actually had a weightlifting class, and I was in there just kind of goofing around, getting a free credit, and uh, started to become good at it. And he kind of... <laughs> He wanted me to real bad, but I, I just couldn't give in. Are you that naturally strong that he felt that even without going to practice, you would be a good contributor to oh, the yeah. team? I didn't realize. I'm going to back up a little bit. I didn't, know, <laughs> I didn't know you were quite that 
kind of sneaky. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I've seen you hit some home runs, so obviously you got the strength. But, yeah. yeah. Good in the weight room as well. <laughs> so you were in high school. Uh, you're a very good catcher now. Were you a catcher all the way through? I started, I was a shortstop growing up, um, and I started a little after I turned 13. Uh, 13, 14 is when I really became a catcher. And ever since then, I haven't really played anything else. Got a couple of innings in left field in, in college, but that's about it. Did you want to be a catcher, or was that something you were forced into? <laughs> I actually, my dad was coaching at the time, and uh, something happened where a catcher got hurt, and I said, hey, can I do it? And he's like, yeah, okay, whatever. And I uh, actually kind of grew into that, and I can't imagine myself playing any other position now. I, I'd get bored anywhere else. Yeah, the catcher, it seems, is involved so much in every aspect of the game. Uh, what's the transition like for you? You said you started catching around the age of 13. And obviously, at that time, there's not as much to do as a catcher as there would be by the time you get to high school, college. And, of course, right. as a professional, you're calling the games, you're working with the pitchers. How do you grow into that sort of thing? Uh, baby steps. Uh, primary word of catcher is catching the ball, right? And uh, that's what I had to do first and it took me a little bit good ha good hand eye growing up but um there's certain technique to it and I, I was fortunate to have a good good catching coach um he actually coached for UCF and coached my travel team and kind of bred me um to be a catcher under his wing um his name's Rich Wallace and he's actually up in Nebraska coaching now and um kind of just taught me the baby steps what I would teach a, an eight-year-old or anybody younger than that and eventually once I got the handle on those little techniques and uh, kind of stepped it up a notch always had a good arm so that came into play a little bit and uh, you know that was that I'm gonna ask your opinion on this and maybe you have no idea but I, for some reason it's been on my mind a lot lately and so I'll see if, if you've got any answer to it as long as we're talking about catching why are there no left-handed catchers? Just because. That's just dumb. <laughs> okay. That's as good a reason as any, as far as I can tell. Uh, it would make the, the pool bigger, right? I mean, as long as it's restricted to righties, right. it gives the That's catchers right. the, the dudes. 5'9 righty. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, Larry Balkel is the other catcher on the team. He's listed on the roster at 6'4". You're kind of the more traditional size of the catcher. And I, I, do you feel like there's any advantage to that? Uh, yes and no. I'm a little lower to the ground, and I think my body's not as taxed as Larry's would. Uh, he's got a lot more, um, a lot longer way to go to squat down and uh, a little more weight on me. So eventually I think that's going to take a toll on the bigger guys, but um, I don't think it's too much of an advantage for me because, uh, uh, I mean, there's guys in the big leagues that are 6'4 behind the plate and uh, just as good as anybody else. So, um, but definitely an advantage that you're a righty. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> okay. Just wanted, wanted to make sure about that. Uh, you went to college at North Florida. Take us through that whole process. Why North Florida? What else were you looking at when you were in high school? Uh, sophomore year of high school, I actually, we were talking previously about um, my catching coach on that travel team. Um, he was actually a coach at UCF, and he bred me to be the catcher at UCF. Sophomore year, I and committed. You stabbed him in the back. <laughs> not quite. Not <laughs> go quite. Ahead, go ahead. Uh, they offered me a scholarship at UCF um, out of my sophomore year, and I I verbaled 
Uh, didn't sign any paperwork, so I was committed there. Um, and right before my senior year of high school, the coaching staff was fired. And new coach came in, didn't take a liking to me. He said, all right, well, you haven't signed anything. We'll see you later. And kind of had to start the whole recruiting process over again. Um, so it was a little bit of a panic mode going in right there because most schools had their guys already. Um, and shortly after that happened, a few schools called. Um, the coaching staff from UCF went up to High Point University in North Carolina. They called me. Uh, wanted me to go up there, Elon University in North Carolina, and then North Florida. And uh, it, money had a lot to do with it because of the out-of-state tuition and the private schools up north. Um, and I would be able to use my bright futures for Florida, stay in Florida, and be a little cheaper. Most of the schools paid for. And, and to be a little selfish, my family got to come watch. So that um, seemed like the right fit. And looking back, I wouldn't change it for anything. That had to have been very interesting to be committed to a college essentially since you're 15 years old and suddenly everything opens up for you and I'm sure you were very happy with the decision to go to Central Florida at the time that that, oh, that was yeah. your choice but uh, there had to have been something exhilarating about it too to suddenly think okay now I get to actually make a choice for myself and really open things up as opposed to being locked into a decision I made when I was 15. Uh, honestly, UCF was the school I wanted to go to. It was 10 minutes away from my house. Um, both my parents graduated from there. I uh, went there, watched baseball games growing up, and I, I was so narrow-minded I didn't think of anything else. Um, and there was no real excitement for me. Not, or no real excitement getting that scholarship taken no, away. No, I'm sure that, that but, wasn't exciting. But uh, definitely kind of cool seeing the other schools called for you and uh, um, showing interest and in, in I'd never even heard of North Florida honestly until they called so and they're only two hours away well you ended up going to North Florida you spent four years there so obviously you must have found some advantages to it once you were there oh yeah oh yeah right on the beach oh it was nice <laughs> I'm not all that familiar with Florida. Is the northern part of the state, uh, weather-wise, is it pretty nice there? Uh, it's a little cooler during the the fall and the winter, but for the most part, it's it's Florida. It's hot yeah. and uh, humid, and uh, so this hot, humid Chicago summer hasn't. Oh, it, I'm right at home right yeah. now. Oh yeah. So you spent four years at North Florida. You put up some good numbers there, and. Um, you played in 26 games as a freshman. I got your stats here. Oh. Uh, hit 259 that year, 333 on base percentage, two homers, 12 RBIs. Uh, and your at-bats, your games played increased every year, so obviously the coaches took a liking to and you, you, you kind of moved up as the, the years went on. But uh, at North Florida, what was that like for you? For a guy who, who was pretty much set on going to a different school for all that time, were you able to fit in there pretty quickly, did you think? I did. Uh, I came into the school, committed to uh, one of the legendary coaches of college. He's been around forever. His name is Dusty Rhodes. Um, he coached um, a few major leaguers and uh, started at Palm Beach State, uh, JUCO, and then uh, came to North Florida and basically started that program since uh, that school opened up. And I was real excited. He was real old school. Um, come in freshman year and 
I remember this specifically when uh, we went on our visit. My dad asked him, because there were rumors that he was going to retire. My dad asked him, um, hey, are you going to be around? Are you going to retire anytime soon? No, no, no. I'm, you know, I'm here the whole year or all four years. <laughs> Halfway through the year, hey, guys, this is going to be my last year. And so uh, that happened, and we had a new regime come in. And uh, Smoke Laval, um, kind of big-time coach, came from LSU, um, won a championship there, and uh, came in. And it was a little – a little shell-shocking um, with the whole change of pace. He's a little more laid back, and um, but definitely knows his stuff. And looking back, I didn't really appreciate it as much um, as I do now. And like you said earlier, I, I, I fit in. Um, I worked hard for both both regimes, and um, had to I had to work a little harder than most people, um, especially with the bat, because. Growing up, I, I wasn't that good at all. The numbers say otherwise, but um, if you were to see me in the box, I was in my own head. I was my own worst enemy, completely different than how I am now. And um, <laughs> I was praying that somebody hit my bat back then. So, Yeah, I read uh, an article in the Daily Southtown earlier this year. That <laughs> I, I think the quote was, I was a terrible hitter for the first 25 years of my life. That's right. And I, That's I, read, right. That, I read that article at the time it came out, and I thought, isn't he 25 right now? <laughs> so it's your whole life. Um, oh, you, yeah. you did put up good numbers in college. 323 hitter your sophomore year as a senior. You hit 297, six homers, 31 RBI. So obviously you're doing something right. I was strong, and we had metal yeah, bats. That, that we've established, yeah. Um, but as an actual hitter, I, I, I wasn't even close to being ready for professional baseball. And uh, catching and throwing is what actually got me drafted. And uh, it was a rough ride, rough ride at the stick. So I'm looking up North Florida right now. There is one graduate of University of North Florida or one former North Florida player. He didn't actually graduate from there. Who is currently in the major leagues? Can you name him? Currently in the major currently leagues. Currently in the major leagues. Uh, North Florida. His name is Chase Anderson. Chase Anderson. A little bit before your okay. time. He okay. actually ended up transferring to Oklahoma. So oh, maybe I would have okay. been better off asking Jake Fisher about that one. Uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, currently with the Milwaukee Brewers. But okay. North Florida, a, a good baseball school. And you were talking about the coaching change. It seems like nothing ever quite has worked out. You, lose your scholarship at Central <laughs> Florida and the North Florida the coach who recruited you is gone halfway through your freshman year or announces halfway through your freshman year that he's going to leave but uh, I just went through some of your numbers things worked out for you in a lot of ways there you were drafted in the 20th round by the Phillies were you expecting it to get drafted uh, I was expecting to get drafted just not by the Phillies uh, I actually thought I was going to be a Texas Ranger and uh, they called and said hey we're going to get you in this next round end up falling through and then the Cardinals called and said hey we're gonna get you in this next round and up falling through and uh, that was a that was kind of a stressful couple of days and uh, as a result my, I think my parents stressed way more than I did so they took us to uh, the gun range the family took us or took the family to the gun range and we just started firing off rounds and all of a sudden my phone started going off and said hey you're drafted and uh, so we started hugging in the gun range. Everybody's looking at us like, oh, this, these guys are getting <laughs> ready to really kill like everybody. <laughs> getting ready to kill everybody in here. And um, Philly's actually barely even talked to me. So um, it was kind of a surprise. 
but it was a pleasant surprise, that's for sure. Yeah, it's always interesting hearing different guys' draft stories because you hear a lot of them like that, where yeah. guys just they hear one thing and that they're expecting to get picked right. in one place and it doesn't doesn't quite work out that way. Right. Um, you ended up playing with the Phillies and you were with the Phillies with a couple of guys who are with the Thunderbolts roster this year, Tim Correct. Zier, uh, Dan Child. Uh, you played then in Amarillo with Clay Chapman, who's on the Thunderbolts now. As you mm. came to the Thunderbolts with a lot of guys who you've seen before, and we'll talk a little bit more about coming to the Thunderbolts later, but you were with the Phillies. Uh, what was that experience like for you when you first started playing affiliated ball? Uh, it was nice. Uh, I really wanted to be a professional my whole life, and uh, being around all of those guys, especially the former big leaguers, the Hall of Famers, um, and seeing how they went about their business, and the current guys that were um, grinding out with me, it, it was real... It was a nice change of pace. I mean, the college game is awesome. You know, there's a lot of camaraderie, and um, you know, you're trying to win a championship and and all that. But professional baseball is just, I hands down appreciate it so much more um, because you have to be your own coach. Yeah, they have the coaches there, but you have to get yourself up every day. You have to work out every day. You have to get your body right, um, eat right, and do all these little things that you take for granted in school because you're in school and you have to go to class and you know that's hard enough as it is to get up for class um, but once it becomes your job um, you take on a whole nother level of responsibility and um, I really took a liking to that and ever since then I definitely see myself in baseball for the rest of my life professional baseball that is um, after you were drafted you went to Williamsport uh, playing in the New York Penn League. What was that like going to Pennsylvania after you had spent your life in Florida? Big weather change. Yeah. Um, the humidity was gone. <laughs> that was nice. Um, but Williamsport was a cool little town, uh, especially seeing the little guys come about halfway through the season playing the Little League World Series there, which hands down nicest field I've ever seen in my life other than a major league stadium. Um, those kids are real blessed to play on those fields. Um, but it was cool. There's a lot of history um, in that league. Uh, getting ready. To, best thing about professional baseball is you get to see all these other si or other states and um, fields that, like I said, former big leaguers came through, Hall of Famers came through, and a lot of history there. And it's uh, really humbles you. You were released by the Phillies after the 2014 season. As we've established, you've been kind of put in that position before where suddenly you're back on your own. You're trying to figure out a way to stay in the game. What was, not maybe not your, your first thought after getting released, because I can imagine that was an unpleasant one, but immediately after that, you've got to start thinking, all right, what comes next? What was your first line of thinking there? Honestly, my first thought when I got released was, awesome because I wasn't really playing at the time and I wanted to get released and head somewhere new right away um, and just really kick start my career and uh, get more at bats and all that but as soon as I came home I got a flight home the next day um, came home sat in my room for about an hour and then I got a phone call um, from the manager from Amarillo hey, we want you to come play for us. Um, you know, 
uh, one of your friends, Casey Cerna, played for Amarillo a year before that and uh, um, put in a good word for me. And I said, okay, let's go. Let's get the paperwork going. And told my parents right then, they're like, wait, you just got home. And uh, okay, so what are you going to do? You're going to drive there? You're going to fly there? And I'm like, oh, I'm driving. Started getting my plans ready and uh, went from there. So I wanted to play as soon as possible. So you went over to Amarillo. Was was that your? Well, I, I'm interested in in how familiar you were with the independent baseball system at that point. When you got released by the Phillies, I imagine your first hope was that you'd get picked up by another major league organization. Correct. Correct. Uh, but you got the call from Amarillo, and is that something you really jumped on then, knowing that you wanted to play independent baseball? Uh. <sighs> The reason I jumped on Amarillo is because they were, number one, the first call that I got. But two, um, they're in the association, and I knew um, a lot of older guys that came from the association and guys I played with and said good things about it, um, talent-wise, competition-wise, and I knew it was a good league. And as soon as I got the call, I was like, okay, perfect. This is going to work out real nice. You know, I'm going to get a lot of at-bats. Affiliate teams are going to come calling, and and uh, so on. And as long as I kept working hard, it, you know, I was hoping things would work out, so. After the 2015 season, you were traded over to the Windy City Thunderbolts. How did you get that news? Uh, well, the Amarillo team folded and the manager was going to Lincoln and he asked me, hey, I'm leaving. Do you, you want to stay in Amarillo? I said, uh, no, the field wasn't the best. Uh, it was actually one of the worst fields I've ever played on in my life. And uh, I knew a lot of my friends weren't coming back as well. So I said, okay, well, I've got this team interested in you in the Frontier League. One of my good friends, uh, Ron Biga, said he needs a catcher. What do you think? Um, I said, okay, yeah, give him, give him my number, and uh, we'll see what happens from there. So Biga called me and uh, kind of squared things away. and came on over you've come to the frontier league and i mentioned before a lot of guys here who you have played with in some capacity before either in amarillo or in the phillies organization did you know some of these guys were going to be over here when you joined the team no i had no idea um uh beaker called me actually a couple of days after the season ended 2015 season ended and i signed right away and kind of didn't look into it after that and uh, a couple weeks before spring training came around I get a couple texts saying hey we're going to be playing together like really okay sweet so um, I mean that made me more excited to come up here and try new things and like we said just earlier uh, the Cubs are here so made my decision a little easier have you been able to make it out to Wrigley Field at oh all this yeah summer? yeah it's Oh, man, it's a mecca. I love it. Love Had you it. been to Wrigley Field before this summer? Never. Really? Yeah. Well, that's yeah. a pretty cool experience for it you. It is. Then. It is. So uh, one day I can definitely play with those guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you're putting up good numbers in the Frontier League. Uh, you've caught more than 50% of base stealers this year. Your numbers this year have been incredible compared to what you've done in the past. You set your new career high in RBIs by the end of June. You've already quadrupled your career home run total <laughs> coming into this year so as you look at those numbers i mean what's been the big boost to you this summer uh this off season was the biggest change for me uh both physically mentally um and just 
overall baseball savvy. Um, hooked up with a guy named Danny Garcia, who actually played in the big leagues with the Mets uh, back in 2003, I think. Um, he came up when he was 23 years old, played second base. Only played a year due to injury and whatnot, and played a little indie ball after that. But he really taught me how to use my legs. We talked about me being strong in college. Um, and I got tired of being the strongest guy on the field and not having the most pop on the field. I mean, I would hit little singles through the right side, and I got tired of that. And that's one of the reasons I got released by the Phillies, because I just couldn't put up offensive numbers. And uh, he really taught me how to use my legs correctly. And um, I mean, the strongest part of my body, especially since I squat every day, multiple times a day, you know, and taught me how to use them right and then taught me how to use my hands a little better and my mental approach at the plate changed a whole bunch simplified and he told me to get stubborn with it and do that 400 times a year and don't give in one time and um, that's made a big difference what's your goal for beyond this year obviously I'm sure you would like to get picked up by an affiliated team uh, and I mean, we all around here hope that that happens for you as well. But uh, thanks. <laughs> if, it, if it doesn't, what comes next? Uh, grinding out again. Uh, I need another huge off season. Um, yeah, my numbers are really good right now, and I'm very, very satisfied with them. But at the same time, I want more. Um, I mean, I, w I want to hit at least seven more home runs before the end of the season, and uh, I want to lead the league in doubles, which is going to be tough with uh, Carter Bell over there and just. <laughs> doubles king um and juliet but uh i want to just keep pressing the pressing the envelope and uh see how much more i've got in the tank and uh really get as strong as i can um use my body in the most efficient way possible um getting a little older so i got to train a little different but at the same time i feel great i mean the best shape of my life baseball wise um so hopefully do that and <laughs> Um, ideally get an invite to spring training somewhere and uh, if not maybe try to find another team um, where I can get more eyes on me I'm not really sure where the future is going to um, take me but I know uh, just need to prepare as well as I can and like I said see where it goes from there well, let's look long term you said earlier that you'd like to spend the rest of your life in professional baseball after your playing career is over are you looking to get into coaching or are you trying to stay involved in other ways absolutely uh i want to be a major league manager one day and uh so i want to be in the big leagues one way or another so all right before i let you go uh how is this season going to end for the cubs i just I need to for know the cubs you. oh come on world series <laughs> let's go okay all right just wanted to hear it from you yeah Corey bass thanks a lot for spending some time with me i uh, i certainly appreciate you gave us some great stuff today yeah, you got it uh, i wish you the best the rest of this year and of course the rest of your future as well and the, the best for the team i appreciate it thank you